right. Nick DiGilio here on 720 WGN. Joshua Hill from Awakened Solar uh, built a solar-powered truck that he travels across the country with. Um, and uh, we heard about this and thought it was pretty fascinating. We wanted to talk to him. So let's say hello to Joshua Hill. Hey, Joshua. How are you, Nick? Uh, I'm, Thank you for having me. Absolutely. When did this uh, come to, in, into your head? When did you decide, well, I'm, I want to build a solar-powered truck? What was the inspiration? <laughs> and the inspiration was actually a question. It came into my head working in the solar industry, putting solar panels on top of businesses and homes primarily, and uh, working for a company in Idaho. And uh, believe it or not, Idaho gets a lot of sun, more than Florida as far as the solar industry goes. And I kept asking the question, why don't we see an electric vehicle with a solar roof and a solar hood? It's basically about two panels worth of surface area. And I never got a good answer. Uh, the best answer was, well, it wouldn't give it a full charge. I would say, well, if my you know, gas vehicle got 20% uh, of a full tank for free every day, that'd be something I'd, I'd like. So that's where the inspiration came from. And uh, over the years, I just started saving my money and researching what it would take. And now I've, I've done it. And I'm trying to go cross-country on nothing but solar power. And how's that going for you? So the trip's going pretty well, uh, albeit slowly, and um, I'm trying to basically do the best I can with the equipment that I could afford. Uh, I did some rough numbers, and if I were to just upgrade what I already have, um, you know, it would go about twice as fast. But speed isn't really my goal here. It's more just to, you know, bring solar, bring the awareness of what's possible with solar to the mainstream, to manufacturers and and, uh, consumers out there who may be looking to, you know, look at EVs and solar and, and see what's really possible. And, uh, you know, how, 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 is, how has it been received? Do uh, other truckers think you're nuts or uh, in, 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 in the business? Or are people supportive of this? Yeah, I mean, I have, I have yet to meet somebody. I'm sure they're out there who, uh, who think, you know, it's, it's uh, a terrible idea. Um, everyone I've talked to, once I kind of explain, you know, my, the method and, and how things work, uh, it's actually pretty simple. I mean, I'm just taking solar panels mounted to a, uh, an eight ton box truck and turning them into electricity that then drives the truck. So the principle is, is fairly simple and, uh, the maintenance and fuel costs are zero so far. So, Again, meeting with truckers at, at the truck stops because I'm trying to go across the country. Um, I'm, I'm currently setting the world's record for slowest cross-country uh, <laughs> trip, I think, in a, uh, in a motorized vehicle. So it's, uh, it's arduous. It's been a, a bit of a journey already. There have been unforeseen challenges, and uh, it's been a lot of fun, though, as well, to, to kind of see the country at a little slower pace than normal. Uh, where did you start? So I officially started from the Santa Monica Pier. I wanted to, my goal was to go coast to coast on nothing but solar power. Primarily before that point last month, I was charging on solar, but I I could still plug the truck into charging stations. So my non-official start point for the journey was in Boise, Idaho, where I live. And I went over to Oregon, had some more work done on the truck, came down California, actually with my dad and my nephew. Uh, So it was a family family trip for a little while there and then once i hit the coast of uh of california on the southern uh, southern side of the state i started going east and i have not charged on anything other than the onboard solar panels uh since then wow 
Wow. Well, now, now, now uh, how fast can the truck go? Is it now? You said it's slow. It's it's it's, it's you, you're you're having a slow journey. But what are we talking about in power wise? How how fast can this thing go? Right. So so this is a bit of a um, a dinosaur in the electric vehicle industry. Um, but the best equipment that I could find to do what I wanted to do. So the truck is a 2010 uh, model, so it's 10 years old. Everything that I'm, I'm working with as far as the truck is 10 years old, including the batteries. Um, but the top speed is governed at about 55, and that's another reason that I'm trying to travel early in the mornings because, you know, even though 55 is a permissible speed, uh, someone coming by at 80 could be hazardous. And so I'm trying to, <laughs> to travel when there's not a lot of other people on the road. Mm-hmm. Tell, uh, tell me about the origin of Project Griff. So, it again, it became an idea in 2018, wondering why we weren't using the surface area on top of electric vehicles to charge those vehicles. It's It's been toyed around with. Uh, Fisker Electric had a car with a solar roof, uh, but it didn't do much. And I thought, you know, to spur the industry to actually do this, um, the math that I got is about 10 to 20% of a daily charge could be harnessed from just the roof and the hood of, let's say, a uh, Nissan Leaf or a Tesla, anything like that. You could be supplementing the charge. And the, one of the big knocks on electric vehicles is their range. They, they don't go as far as a gas vehicle. Well, okay, but if they had solar integrated uh, from the factory, technically, they'd never be out of power. You just might need to wait a few hours. So you'd never have that person who died, you know, whose car died a couple hours or a couple miles from home. They could just stop, get a cup of coffee, you know, eat some food, and they'd have enough power to get home. So I don't know why that didn't happen. And so I kept uh, wondering what it would take to do it, did my research, did my math, uh, calculated the numbers, found the right vehicle, a box truck, because then I have a lot of surface area, both the sides and the roof and even the front. Um, I'm not exactly super aerodynamic, but I added two panels above the cab that go from the cab up to the box, uh, a little more aerodynamic and gives me about uh, 700 watts more power. So I've got more solar on this vehicle than it takes to power an average home. I'm actually producing more kilowatt hours per day than the average homeowner in the United States uses. Wow. That's really something. And are you continuing to work on it? Do you improve it? Do you change do you change it? It sounds like you do. Yeah, absolutely. I mean I'm I mean this is something that's completely new. I mean from the get go of the idea, I knew there was gonna be you know, new products, new upgrades, new things that I could try. And as I've built it out, I've already thought of ways to improve it, to make it better. You know, I'm not uh, a billionaire here. If I had unlimited funds, this project, you know, would already be in production and you'd have a lot of trucks like this that you could put on the road. But I'm figuring it out as I go, so to speak. So it's been a challenge, but it's been a really fun challenge. I've really enjoyed um you know, making it all come together and it's working right now. And there's a lot of things that on a version 2.0, I'd love to do to, to improve the efficiency um, and travel range and things like that. Uh, What happens at night? I mean, you, do you, do you have enough, do you get enough energy during the, during this, during the day to, to, to drive through the night? Correct. Yeah. So, I mean, I'm not driving again. The the question that I always get is, is how far do you go? How far can it go uh, in a day? And I feel like that's kind of asking, you know, the Wright brothers, how far their plane went and they shouldn't bother if it can't, you know, go across the ocean in one flight uh, like we can do today. So 
I can go about 100 miles per day, 150 or 200 maybe if I'm, you know, going downhill at a low speed. Uh, I've learned that the truck really suffers a lot going uphill, and that's mainly due to the motor and transmission that were, you know, original on this truck. Um, but, yeah, I basically charge all day because I don't want to be moving. If you've seen pictures of my truck, I've got basically two wings. That's why it's called Project Griffin and Griff is it's, it's like a you know hybrid mythical you know griffin that's an eagle and a yeah. and a lion's body so yeah. kind of Game of Thrones mythical creature there right, right. Uh, that's where the name came from and I've got these wings so it can't travel with those folded out and that's two thirds of my solar production so anytime the sun's out I want to be charging and charging at maximum efficiency with the wings out mm. so I can move around during the day the truck can even charge while I'm moving around from solar but I'm not getting the surface area um, that's optimal. So I try to, you know, set up at sunrise and break down at sunset and then move the truck around, you know, in the evening uh, just to get maximum efficiency. Wow. Okay, uh, Joshua, hang on. Uh, Hang on. Joshua Hill is with us, Awakened Solar, uh, and uh, he has built a solar-powered truck, and we'll see what what he thinks about the future of this in the industry. Uh, 312-981-7200. On uh, 720 WGN, it's Nick DeGilio. Hey, it's Nick DeGilio on 720 WGN. We are live in the Skyline studio, and we're here until uh, 4 a.m. 312-981-7200 is the, uh, is the number if you would like to join us. Um, and uh, our friends from the, uh, the, the band The Empty Pockets, uh, Josh Solomon and uh, Erica Brett, are going to join us after midnight to talk about their virtual gig with Al Stewart, City Winery. Um, right now, though, we're talking with Joshua Hill. Uh, he built a solar-powered truck, and he's driving across the country in it. Um, we heard about this a couple of, a couple of nights ago, and thought we'd uh, we chat with him about it. It's uh, fascinating stuff. Uh, Joshua, how how long has solar energy been around? It's it's it, you know when did it first begin? Do you know? I do know. Uh, I can't remember the exact year. I want to say 1954, but it was in Bell Labs. In uh, it was so it's an American invention. Uh, there were some people fooling around with electricity in, in different parts of, of the world, but Bell Labs really pioneered the photovoltaic cell. When you say solar, there are a couple things that people might mean, but generally they mean photovoltaics or PV. Mm-hmm. So solar PV is the, the panels that make electricity. There's solar thermal, which, you know, you put these basically big, you know, they're panels, but they carry water, and then the sun heats up the water. A lot of places use that for, let's say, pool heat, uh, and that's technically solar, too. But solar PV has been around since the 50s, and it really started getting pioneered and more mainstream around the 70s when we had um, the nation's first big energy crisis. So There's during a- the energy crisis, solar became something people started saying, hey, that thing up there in the sun, in the sky called the sun can be used for energy we, we might start looking for that so we don't have to rely on uh oil from other countries so much yeah i remember the energy crisis and uh and that was the first time i remember uh hearing about solar uh solar power mm-hmm. was was yeah. back in, back in the 70s there uh let's see we yeah got... it was go ahead 
was not that not that cost effective back then, but it definitely is now. I mean, that's that's how I was able to to build my truck. I just was working in the solar industry, and then when I came up with the idea, started saving every penny uh, and was able to buy my panels. I did want to address. You had a guest. I listened to your show uh, earlier, and and Mark from uh, Mark Redding. Yeah. Oh my gosh, landline. Yeah, Mark Redding. Yeah, it, yeah. He, he he. I want to address what he thought was sketchy first about oh, my information. Okay. Okay. Uh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> he said. He said he was a fan of renewables, but but when he could afford them, uh, he might look into doing it on his house. And I want to tell everyone listening that if you can afford your power bill, you can afford solar today, because generally that's all that happens is the money you're paying monthly to pay your power bill is what you need to finance a solar system and put it on your roof. And that that was also one of the inspirations for this project was to just raise solar awareness and how it works and how affordable it is today. Wow. Uh, this is news. I gotta say, um, <laughs> uh, really seriously. Um, so, if, if if this is the case, why hasn't it taken off more, Josh? I, I've been trying to answer that question uh, since I've been in the industry, and a lot of people have been in the industry longer than I have. I've been in about five years uh, and helped a few hundred people go solar, and I, and I love it. You can actually see, you know, I can go by their home for the next thirty years and see those panels making electricity powering that home. Uh, I don't know why it's not more mainstream. I, I believe in the U.S. this past year we, we peaked 2 million homes uh, that had solar, but that's still a small fraction yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, of, of what's out there. I, I think they're still building more than 2 million homes per year. And, you know, there are a few states uh, some people love to hate, but California is one of them, and they, they have a mandate that new, new homes – um, should have some solar on them. And, and to me, it just makes sense because in the summertime, uh, Nick, what's making your house hot? Uh, the the sun. Exactly. So <laughs> why don't we use that sunlight's energy to power your air conditioner and cool you off? Yeah. All of this makes sense to me, man. <laughs> okay, good. I'm glad I'm tracking with you here because for some people, I lose them somewhere along the way. But really, the biggest thing in solar is to know that truly – with financing now, it's just like a car. Most people don't buy their car with cash. So a solar system's price tag, you know, it's up there. It's, it's tens of thousands, typically. It depends on the size of the house, uh, the amount of electricity they use, the direction of the roof, a lot of factors. But generally, you know, if you're paying $200 a month for electricity, you stop paying the power company, you pay $200, even less sometimes in certain states, depending on the policies, less per month for solar to make your own power and be energy independent. And that was Originally, another part of the idea for Project Grid in the truck was to go cross-country and give seminars and teach people that. But uh, 2020 has been a, a tumultuous year, and yeah. my plans have changed. So. Yeah, everybody's plans have changed over the years. Right. Um, and uh, let's see, here's Bill on WGN. Hey, Bill. Yeah, Josh, uh, I purchased some stock in a company back in the early 80s called Solar Electric Engineering in California, and he was building solar-powered cars at that time, and it had oh, wow. handles on the roof, the hood, and the lid of the trunk. And mm-hmm. he had about three cars running around, but, of course, it's like anything else. It just didn't go because I, I uh, just invested into it. I'll never forget. I paid 30 cents a share for a 1,000 shares I bought into it, and some guy called me one day and offered me $2 a share, and I said, no, I'm going to hold on to it. Well, it went belly up. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, that's that, a classic. That's, but, could have but, could have but, cashed out if you had known. Right, but the thing of it is, uh, 
solar energy is a great thing, but I can see the point mm-hmm. the petroleum industry just puts them out of business. They just they just beat them down. Right. Because, you know, if right. you go to solely solar, these big diesel trucks sitting there beside you, they're going to be yep. burning that one, right. two mile a gallon fuel and stuff, you know, so I mean, it's it, that's that makes well, a big difference in petroleum, the petroleum industry. But it's it's a great idea because you know you figure the Tesla is almost the same thing except it plugs in, but right. it's, it's right. electric powered. I have I have a nephew who owns a Tesla. He lives in the state of Washington, and he loves it. Yeah, and right. No, they're they're one of the best cars on the road. Yeah, we talk about uh, we t- we've talked about that a lot. We've talked about Tesla a lot on the show. Um, and, uh, it's, 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 you know, it's interesting to see, uh, the, the strides that they're making in this industry. Uh, Bill, thanks for the call. 312-981-7200 is the phone number. Um, what kind of transmission does the truck use? That's a good question. It's a single speed. So it's the, it's the original transmission. If you look up Smith Newton, so like, uh, let's say Tesla makes the model three, Smith made the Newton. That's the model of my truck. And it's the, the basic transmission they used. Uh, and, again, it's, it's governed. It only goes about 55 miles per hour, but it never shifts. So it starts, you know, you just press the accelerator, and it, it starts to slowly accelerate. I mean, this thing drives like a tank. It, it's about eight tons <laughs> yeah. on a box truck. Uh, but back to Bill's point, you know, and the petroleum industry, I think now in 2020 and going forward over the next few years, the cat's out of the bag they're not going to be able to put solar energy, you know, back in a box and, and keep people from using it. Uh, and to give you an example of, of big money going behind solar, Shell Oil left, I, I believe, left OPEC, and I know they bought Sonnen Energy, and Sonnen is Germany's largest battery manufacturer. They have tens of thousands of residential batteries, you know, storing solar power during the day so the homes can run at night. And now they're owned by Shell, and Shell was an oil company. That's how they made their money. So they're putting their chips in, you know, with solar, with renewable, and with battery technology. That's interesting. That I I didn't know that. And that's a, that you can't get a bigger company than Shell. Exactly. I mean, yeah, that's you know, and you think back to name some of the other companies like Exxon. They've had some oopsies when it comes to oil, and uh, that really costs all of us. So. You will not have that with solar. That's one of the other huge benefits is the safety aspect of this. No matter what you think about, you know, the environment and and, um, green energy and renewables, solar is one of the safest ways to generate electricity. You don't have a a meltdown like with nuclear. You don't have any oil spills. I mean, you just, and especially if you distribute it on top of people's roofs, they own it and every little house makes its own little amount of power and with the grid, we kind of tie that all together and manage it. And uh, batteries and EVs, another you know benefit of what I'm trying to do here is show that electric vehicles can be power plants. They're basically moving power plants if you integrate solar. Um, in, in, in other countries, they're already doing this. I read a story in Japan where I believe it was a school. Uh, the power went out. They have like 10 Nissan Leafs pull up and plug in, and boom, those electric vehicles are now powering the building. Wow. That's amazing. That really is amazing. Let me ask you this. Um, how would solar work in a place like Chicago where you have, we have really dark and long winters? Right, right. Yeah, so winter is going to be a challenge the farther north you go, obviously. You know, I'm, I'm going along the southern route of the United States first yeah. to, to try to, you know, show that it's possible and get the most sunlight. You know, there's a reason I'm not driving across um, <laughs> the northern route even in the summertime. So in the wintertime, what you would really have to do is, you know, I, don't, I know solar isn't going to be 
100% of every every location's power generation needs. Um, but to answer the question, you basically just install more solar than you need, and you get battery, better battery uh, systems. And, and in fact, you just you basically diversify your storage needs. So instead of just having chemical batteries, you start thinking outside the box, and they're doing this in other countries as well. Um, kind of imagine those big grain silos that a lot of farmers used to use and maybe don't use anymore. Mm-hmm. They're sitting there empty. What if you would fill those up with, you know, trash, you compact trash, and it's really heavy, and then you put them on a platform that goes up and down inside that silo. Well, the solar during the day, even if it's a winter day and there's not a lot of sun, if you have more panels than you need, they can move a gravity battery up. And at night or if there's a storm, if you have enough of those, then as they come down, they could spin a turbine and generate uh, power during, during the evening, during a winter storm. But you're never going to get, you know, Alaska to be 100% solar. Right. You're never going to get Chicago and downtown. There's, just, there's, there's not enough surface area. But um, using a lot of creative methods, you can get really close. I mean, uh, on a car, when you calculate the surface area of the hood and the roof, you can also start to factor in the glass of that car, the windshield and the, the side windows and the rear window, because solar glass is a thing. It already exists. It's already pretty efficient. So you can see through it, right? It's transparent. It just has a slight tint. And uh, you could put that on top of, you know, on the back windshield for sure of a car. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Josh, hang out, okay? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. All right. Uh, Joshua Hill is with us, uh, and he built a solar-powered truck. We're going to talk more about the solar world and a solar-powered truck and how it works and all that. And if uh, you want to jump in, it's 312-981-7200. All right. Hey, Nick DeGilio here on 720 WGN. Uh, we're live in the Skyline studio here until 4 o'clock on a uh, Wednesday morning. Uh, know Your Onion is coming up uh, later on. Um, and uh, coming up after midnight, Josh Solomon and Erica Brett are going to join us. They're in the band, uh, The Empty Pockets, real uh, good friends of the show. They got a gig coming up um, at the uh, City Winery that we'll tell you about. Uh, and the news is next from the Northwestern Medicine Newsroom. Uh, Joshua Hill is uh with me he's my guest right now he built a uh solar powered truck and he's traveling across the country in it and we're talking about the world of solar power and uh his vehicle and much more and if you would like to uh join us with a question or a comment 312 981 uh oh josh uh let's talk a little bit about uh the impact that this could make on in in, in american industry if if we expanded oh more. absolutely yeah so what- and, and that was another big motivation behind my, you know, putting all my uh, time and effort into this project. It, it's, it's huge because not only can I show people how they could save money by investing in solar on their home, on our businesses, you know, any business owner that goes solar potentially would save money over, over buying power. And as we say in the business, you're renting power from the utility company versus owning it yeah, yeah. Uh, when you own solar. But we have the potential to revolutionize the grid. As I mentioned before, you can look at EVs as many power plants, electric vehicles. If they integrate solar, they can generate power as well as store it. 
So now, again, if there's an emergency situation, and let's say after a hurricane, you know, the weather's usually pretty sunny because the storm, you know, blew everything and, and skies are blue. If you have solar vehicles at a hospital, right, you could potentially power that hospital if the grid stays down. And whenever the grid is down, it costs us millions upon millions of dollars. Yeah. And it goes out in the United States. Uh, believe it or not, we're, as a first world country, we're one of the last rated countries as far as the reliability of our grid. And I, I think a lot of people can can re, uh, relate to that if, if they kind of realize that their power goes out a few hours, a few times per year. In other countries, the average outage is just minutes, maybe once per year. And we've had some really big outages in the United States. Uh, you know, Nick, do you want to guess the number one cause of grid outages? Um, uh, is it, would it be weather related? Uh, weather's, weather's a big one that causes the big ones, but the most common uh, reason is squirrels. What? Squirrels and, uh, and overgrown trees because the, the power companies want to save money, right? And, and pass profits along to everyone who's an investor or, you know, salaried at the power company and they don't trim the trees often enough. And in certain states, they've even taken the distance a tree can be from a power line from, let's say, four or six feet to six inches. And, oh. you know, then a storm comes along and that tree hits the lines, causes a fire, causes an outage. Uh, fires have killed people. So if we have more solar on the grid, distributed generation, we have less outages, we have less propensity for fires and, and big disasters like that. And we can really have true energy independence. And this was the big one for me when I started to put it together was that if we are energy independent, meaning we don't, we have too much energy, let's say in five years or 10 years, because we have all this solar. And in the summertime, we don't need to buy any oil. We don't have to go to war over oil. I want to ask every listener and yourself included, you know, think of just search oil war. And imagine if you knew someone that might've died in one of those wars from, you know, Vietnam till now, all the conflicts over power and over energy. And we can say now, we can draw the line in the sand and say, hey, we want energy independence. We want to have more energy than we need and not have to buy energy from other countries and oil from other places. It's possible now, and that's really what I want to do. Totally understand. Uh, here's uh, Bob on WGN. Hi, Bob. Hi. Yeah, you're on the air. Go ahead. Hi. Uh, what is your battery storage device? Uh, it's all lithium, lithium ion batteries. So it's there are approximately 170 kilowatt hours uh, on this vehicle. They weren't all stock. I, I added some on for extra storage because going from solar to the drivetrain batteries, I basically have two battery packs, and that also is what allows me to charge, uh, to run, let's say, my home. Again, I, I saw the potential of using the EV as emergency power, like a little generator, um, as a huge plus. So I have a battery pack that converts to AC, and then I have a second battery pack that actually drives the truck. So all total, I've got a lot of power on this thing. Wow, that's amazing. That really is. Hey, Joshua, how did you get into the solar uh, business? What, what, what brought you there? Uh, so, yeah, it's, a, it's an interesting story, I think. I mean, I think it's interesting. It's kind of my life, so that's, I'm biased. But, <laughs> yeah. um, I, I started out as a farmer, and we were all about sustainability. You know, you would fix something instead of throw it away. Uh, food was, was money, and everything was powered by Mother Nature. And so... I went to college uh, in, in Rhode Island from, uh, from Florida and uh, had family out west. So after college, I was kind of a lost boy. 
and um, lived in Nevada, lived in California, then moved to Idaho, and basically just chose the solar industry. I said, you know, this makes sense. It's an up-and-coming industry. It's something I want to learn more about. And because it's a newer industry, I mean, it's been around for 60, 70 years, as we said, yeah. but it really has started to take off um, in the last 10, 15 years. So I said, you don't need a lot of experience. Uh, so I chose to go into the solar industry just because I thought it made sense. And then again, once I got in the industry, I said, wow, we really need to be using this everywhere and more and more common. Every ro- My goal is to, to put solar on every rooftop uh, in America, including car rooftops. Yeah. Well, well, that's 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 uh, commendable. Obviously, you learned a lot about it because you know uh, you got interested and in, you learned a lot about it. And you're you're now. So, how often do you get to do you get to be in a public uh, area speaking about this? <laughs> yeah. Again, you know, with with 2020 setbacks, um, it it hasn't happened very much. I've been talking to people. I'm really going to really focus on content online for the next few months. I've got a lot of. I mean, I've got uh, security cameras on this truck that have that have caught things that have happened, and uh, I need to put together that content. Um, it's just me. I mean, I'm running my my website, my business. I've still got um, some things from from my work in the solar industry that I'm tying up. So I'm pretty pretty busy, but I'm still trying to make sure that instead of doing the live format which yeah. I had originally intended, yeah. uh, I'm pivoting towards doing online content, and I'm I'm going to get a lot more content out there. Awaken Solar is my handle on all social media platforms, and my website, awakensolar.com, uh, will have all the stories and adventures from the truck and the, the technology. I plan on, you know, again, just trying to educate people first, because I hope and I think that's what's missing to your question of, you know, why isn't solar more common? Yeah. Awakensolar.com. Correct. All yeah. right. Yeah. Solar. It's on there right now, and there's there's some some older videos that uh, that give the basics of solar pretty well. But I'm going to make those shorter, more concise, so that people can easily, you know, in five minutes, know their their answers to their questions. Because when I got in the solar industry, that was something I found was a challenge and was really frustrating. Was even the company I was working for, I said, "Well, how does this work?" and there was no easy answer. You had to ask three or four people, and uh, they didn't want to tell you. And the reason for that, I mean, it makes sense. The business wants to get in front of you and, you know, say, hey, Nick, we want to try to sell you solar before we can tell you how much it costs, right? Yeah. And there are reasons they, they, they really can't tell you how much it costs because it is a custom product. Um, but, you know, those kind of things cause trust issues, I believe, and I think the industry is suffering uh, from a lack of trust. And I've heard a lot of solar scams out there, and they're very sad. It's it's people are you know just like anything with from cars to to plumbing. Uh, there's bad apples in the in the solar industry as yeah, well. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, here's Trucker Rich. Hey, Rich. Hey, Nick. How are you guys doing tonight? All right. What's up? Uh, quick question. Uh, it sounds like he's got this mounted to a box truck. What is the gross? What would be the gross vehicle weight that the truck could haul with a you know? in its original gas diesel form versus how much the batteries weigh now that he's got all that, you know, assembled on the vehicle. Yeah, great question, Rich. I um, The answer is that I weigh a little under 8 tons right now, so 16,000 pounds, and uh, the gross vehicle uh, capacity would be over 20,000. Uh, the batteries I've added in, each pod, I have four pods. Each pod, you know, box basically of batteries weighs about 1,500 pounds. So there, there were two that came on the truck, and I added two more. So 
that added quite a bit. The panels themselves, they weigh about 40 or 50 pounds each. I've got 18 of those that generate all my power for a full charge each day. And again, they fold out. And so there's, there's metal and frames um, and a lot of parts that I've added to the truck. And so if I had a factory and, you know, I'm uh, Bill Gates or Jeff Bezos or Elon Musk or somebody like that, I could whip these out at a lot lower weight because I could integrate them into the roof. My truck was a box truck. So you can imagine a UPS truck and the box has a certain weight. And also one of the things is the engine that's not in my truck saves some of the weight. So while my batteries are heavy, I don't have that big diesel engine uh, or gas engine in a normal truck. So there's a trade-off with some of the weight. Yeah. All right, Rich. Right. Okay, I was just kind of wondering because, you know, as, a, as driving a truck, everything is based on weight. The more more you can right. haul, the more you make. So, you know, Obviously, I was just wondering yeah. if in the long term it would be worthwhile. Yeah, no, I see, I see the industry taking on solar as a hybrid technology to start. Um, I actually just had a conversation, a really uh, intelligent trucker stopped by and uh, said, hey, I wanted to talk to you about your truck, and we got to chatting, and basically, if you can just offset with solar and a really small, light battery pack, the amount of fuel that trucks burn at night uh, when they're sitting, you know, running their generators or, or even idling the truck to, to keep their cab cool and, you know, power their refrigerator and laptop and cell phones, if you could just offset that with solar, you'd save thousands and thousands each year in fuel costs. Yeah. All right, Rich, I got to right. run. Thanks. All right, thank you. All Bye-bye. right, there you go. Uh, Josh, really fascinating stuff, man. Uh, and congratulations on it, and uh, and I hope you get that uh, you get that message out there. Uh, really, I, I learned a lot uh, that I just was not aware of, and I think people should check out. Do we have time? No. For me to ask you a few questions or, or uh, do no, one last uh, quick rundown? No, we're done. Oh, no. Yeah, we're done. I got. I have to get. Uh-huh. To, I have to top of the hour, so I have to get to the no news. No problem. But Joshua, uh, so congratulations. AwakenSolar.com is the website. Thanks, man, and best of luck to you. Thank you, Nick. I really appreciate it. Okay. Thank you, WGN. Okay, there you go. Joshua Hill, AwakenSolar.com.